Hey, Downers! From now till the end of the year, you can join the Downers Club and support the show for as little as $1 a month. As a club member, you'll get all of the bonus episodes that we do every single week and access to our exclusive Downers Club Facebook group. This is a limited time offer, so get in there before 2018 and check out all the fun we're having for just $1. For more information, check out tsidpod.com forward slash support. following is a goulash media production goulashmedia.net welcome to the system is down what's up downers welcome back to the least comfortable show on the web the system is down my name is dan smuts and today is Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving 2017, and this episode will be coming out on Monday following Thanksgiving, so happy either pre-game or post-game party. Um, Back when I started this show, uh, in the very first episode, I said this show is going to be about uncomfortable topics and conversations, uh, topics that your family prays you won't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. I specifically said the Thanksgiving dinner table, so... Seems like I should have came up with some sort of Thanksgiving special, some sort of extremely uncomfortable roundtable discussion, but I didn't. I I just didn't. Um, I'm still new to this. We're still in the first year, guys. Maybe next Thanksgiving we'll start that and make it a, a tradition, but for now, I've got nothing. Got no ideas. Nothing uh, to blow your socks off for a Thanksgiving special. I I also, with it being the the holiday week... Very busy week. Um, did not have time to record one of my typical uh, quality interviews for Monday's episode. However, where some podcasts might take a week off during a holiday, I'm at least not going to let you down to that extent. I'm going to give you something to listen to, something for you to soak up for free and entertain you to the best of my abilities. So I decided rather than just leaving you high and dry, I'll at least do another questions and dancers episode, uh, which the first one happened back in episode 18, if you want to check that out. And basically what questions and dancers is, it's where I post an open invitation in the System is Down forum for all of the downers to ask me questions, like an AMA, just ask me anything, post your questions in there, question after question after question, the more the merrier, uh, as uncomfortable as it can be, it's totally fine, and I'll come on here and answer them all in the most ridiculous manner that I can muster. So that's what today's episode is going to be, and if you missed out on your opportunity to ask me a ridiculous question, I'm sure I'll do this again in the future, you can ask your questions and pose them by joining the System is Down forum, which you can find by going to tsidpod.com forward slash forum. Or just go to Facebook and type in The System Is Down Forum, and it should come up. It's a closed group, so you have to ask to join. But if you look like a real human being, uh, I'll let you in right away. No problem. And that forum is where we just discuss all the topics that we talk about on here and much, much more. Just lots of very respectful, civil discussions about controversial and uncomfortable topics. It's been going fantastically, and we have talked about so many Things that people are just arguing and ripping each other's throats apart on uh, in the real Facebook feed. But we have somehow cultivated um, this group 
where people treat each other like people and treat each other with respect. And um, that is nothing that I've done. It's a testament to you guys and a testament to the potential of humanity actually moving forward into the future and it not being as bleak as the mainstream media would have you believe. If any of that makes any sense, kudos for keeping up. So let's just dive into some of these questions and see what you guys have for me. Uh, the quality of this episode completely depends on what content you guys gave me in your questions. Um, if your questions suck, this will be a crap episode, but I've got, a, I've got a good feeling that you guys won't let me down because you guys always pose some fantastic questions in the forum um, and raise a lot of very interesting conversations. Uh, so... First question is from Mark Clare, the host of the Lions of Liberty podcast. He asks, do you believe a conscious entity created the world that we live in? Um, currently, I do believe that. Um, I certainly believe in a creator of some kind because I look out my window and things just seem too divinely perfectly constructed for it to just be random happenstance thrown together in the randomness of the insignificant universe, cosmos, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that, yeah, a, a conscious entity, I, I suppose throwing that word in there is asking the question, do I believe that it is a single God or that it is a force that has put us together? I Honestly, I can't wrap my mind around either one entirely, but it is easier for me to wrap my mind around uh, the idea of a person-like being <laughs> that created us. Uh, so that's where I'm at right now. It might just be because I can't even fathom what it would mean for some sort of force, like in Star Wars, to surround us and bind the galaxy together. Maybe that's just my feeble mind. But yes, the short answer of your question is yes, I do. Uh, Adam Thoreau asks, uh, well, he's got six things here, and the first four are, he, he's wanting, on a scale of one to ten, one being no freaking way, and 10 being definitely for me to answer these questions. So I'll do my best. Number one, did we land on the moon? Uh, I would say if we're talking about the first moon landing, I would say one or zero personally. That's where I'm at right now. I don't think it happened. I would say that there's a slightly higher possibility that we have landed on the moon since then. But even that I find a little bit shaky and shady. So I would probably give that about a three, maybe a four for if we've done it since then. Number two is, is the moon landing footage real? <laughs> well, based on my number one answer, I would say, well, yes, it's real. <laughs> it's real. We, we filmed something and we released it to the public, but is it really the moon? I don't believe so. No. Uh, thank you, Stanley Kubrick, for filming one of the most entertaining conspiracy <laughs> documentaries that I've ever seen. Number three, dinosaurs. Real? Uh, you know, I, I dig into a lot of things and I've seen things about the dinosaurs being not real and, and all that being fabricated. I haven't honestly dug into it enough for me to say uh, a definitive yes or no. Um, so I'm going to give it probably, I don't know, six, seven. I don't really have enough reason for me to believe that it's not, but the fact that people that I respect in the conspiracy community and respect their opinions seem to think that there might be something there too gives me a little bit of doubt, but I'm, I'm basing that entirely off of nothing because I haven't looked into it. So there's that. Uh, do you 100% believe in any shape of the earth? 
Adam, you've been listening to too much of The System is Down. Um, so, on a, so you're asking on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do I believe that there is a definitive shape of the Earth? I don't think that this is one that I can really judge on a 1 to 10 scale, because that's assuming that I believe that the Earth is a sphere, or it's flat, or it's something in between. I believe that there is a shape of the earth. So 10, it's a 10. I believe that there is a shape of the earth. As far as how convinced I am of anything that it might be, as far as a sphere, I would probably say I'm about a four on that being true. I would say for it being flat, I would say maybe a five. So it's not that big of a difference. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but I'm going to move on. The next one is, uh, what conspiracy, uh, if any, do you without a doubt accept? So you're saying, what ones do I believe are for sure a conspiracy? Um, I, I would say that uh, as far as the actual story that is released to us being not true, in my opinion, I would say 100% JFK, 100% 9-11, and probably 100% the first moon landing. A lot of the in-between stuff, uh, the smaller things, the false flags and that type of thing, certainly have many, many questions. But as far as me being able to say 100% that I believe uh, without a doubt that it's not what they're saying, I would say those three things. So uh, no, number six, what conspiracy do you think is hilarious or just laughable? Well, if you're meaning laughable as in absurd and it couldn't possibly be true and I don't believe it in any stretch whatsoever, I don't know if there is one. Uh, I, I don't think there's any theory that I've dug into extensively enough and gotten all the quote-unquote facts on and all the theories on and came to the conclusion that this can't possibly be true in any facet whatsoever. Anything that I've concluded to be not true based on my opinion, there's a good chance that I just haven't looked and dug deep enough because somebody else has, and they concluded that it is true. So I don't know, and I'm not a scientist, so I can't give too many definitives, but if you're saying, what conspiracy do you think are hilarious and just laughable in a haha funny way? Uh, I would say the Alex Jones is Bill Hicks theory is absolutely laughable and hilarious. <laughs> Whether it's true or not, that is a funny conspiracy. Um, if it's true, it's just bizarre and mind-blowing. If it's not true, then it's amazing that there are people who sit around digging into these things and making these connections and tying these threads together. Um, I just imagine like some guy's wall in his basement that has like this picture of Alex Jones and Bill Hicks, and it's got this location and that location, this map and all these letters and documentations and stuff on Waco, and they're tying these threads together, making these connections. It's It's hilarious that Somebody would do that whether it's true or not, but even if it's true, it is a funny theory. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's funny, scary, but it's kind of like Andy Kaufman, Tony Clifton funny. All right, the next question comes from Casey Gallenberger. What would you do for a Klondike bar? I would probably go out and pay a dollar to buy one because that's all it takes. We live in America. It's a free society. You can get a Klondike bar whenever you want. However... I don't have any interest in Klondike bars, so I probably wouldn't even do that. So the answer to your question is nothing. Um, Kyle Richards asks, does size really matter? 
Yes, I would say size absolutely matters. Um, if I go into Subway and they've got a $5 foot long, or they, you can buy that, or you can buy a $5 six inch, then I'm absolutely going to go for the value and get the $5 foot long. Of course, always, size matters. Go big or go home. Uh, I'm assuming that's what you're referring to. So next one comes from, uh, I've got a couple from Kyle Richards here, so they're not all as worthless as that question was. Uh, the next one is, if the average lifespan is really about 80 years, assuming that you don't get hit by a bus or ailment, I don't know how you get hit by an ailment, but okay, uh, then how would you organize life if you could lay those years out on paper? Taking it a day at a time isn't an option in this hypothetical. So you're saying, if I knew that I was going to die, absolutely, in 80 years, what would I do? How would I lay out my life plan? Like, here's where I am. There's a brick wall 80 years away, and I'm slamming into it at full speed. What do I plan to do between here and there? I think that we all take time so for granted. Uh, I think that I would definitely do things that I wouldn't have done otherwise. Uh, if I see my clock ticking down, I would start swinging bigger and hitting harder. Um, I would do things more intentionally than I do now. And I try to do them as intentionally as I can now, but I fail a lot of the time. There's a documentary that just came out on Netflix. Speaking of Tony Clifton and Andy Kaufman, um, this documentary is called, I believe it's called Jim and Andy. It's about Jim Carrey playing the role of Andy Kaufman in the movie Man on the Moon. Fantastic documentary. Very bizarre, very strange. But there was one quote in there from Jim Carrey that I thought was just awesome, and it's kind of stuck with me. He said something to the effect of, uh, in this life, you're going to fail at most things. Most things that you intend to do, you're going to fail at them. So are you going to spend your time here on earth? Are you going to spend it uh, failing at something you love, or are you going to spend it failing at something you hate? And I thought that was extremely awesome, extremely powerful. Like, what are you going to do? Not try? Not do it? You've got one life. Go do it. I don't, that clearly doesn't answer your question, but uh, what would I do specifically? Uh, at the very least, I would release the two albums that I've been working on for the last two or three years and get those done. Um, I would start wrapping things up that are kind of in my way of uh, moving forward into something else. If I could lay the whole thing out on paper, I don't know. I mean, it, you, the decisions that you make don't necessarily determine the next thing that's going to happen in your life. So even if I said, my next 80 years, I want to do this and this and this, even if I do plan A, plan B probably won't be an option. There's a good chance it won't be. Uh, somebody asked me when I, was, when I was living in Iowa and about to move out to Ohio, somebody asked me, where do you see yourself in five years? And my answer was, I have no freaking idea because five years ago, I never thought I would have been out there doing the recording stuff and doing what I was doing there. So every five-year plans are complete garbage, let alone 80-year plans, because everything changes. Technology changes. Your life changes. People die. People are born. Everything changes, and you can't possibly plan for it. So I know that doesn't answer your question, but I'm going to move on because I'm rambling too much. Okay, uh, another one from Kyle. Why are people making money off of, quote, vegan leather? <laughs> Five years ago, it was called pleather, and it was cheap as cuss. 
Hashtag scam. Hashtag body slam that cow. Great question. And if I had to guess, I would say it's probably just because the vegan movement is gaining more traction and uh, hipsters are are making it a big deal. Uh, what doesn't make sense to me about vegans is that they're like, leather is bad. Leather is bad. But wear this thing that looks like you're wearing leather. Why? If it's bad, it's bad. It's like eating vegan meat. It's like, oh, this tastes like real hamburger. Like, oh, so it tastes exactly like a moral atrocity. So it's good. It's okay, right? No. It's like if you can simulate uh, brutally murdering somebody, is that good? Is that something that we should be encouraging? I, I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's funny that they're all about... Make it seem like you're a bad person, but don't be a bad person. Maybe just walk around in clothes made of leaves. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. Okay, next question. Uh, by the time you pay off a diesel hybrid, is it worth the gas savings? Well, I don't know anything about diesel or cars for that matter. <laughs> um, but I do have a bit of a hybrid. It is a an old Prius that I purchased for next to nothing. It was about $3,500 and... Um, yeah, it was absolutely worth the gas savings because everything was still fine on the car and I got a great deal on it and it's all paid off. So I'm just riding off the savings now. As far as people buying new, uh, no, probably not because the cost to replace the hybrid battery when it goes out uh, is ridiculously high and you have to pay somebody else to do it because you don't know how to replace a hybrid battery. Or at least I don't. But no, I, I don't think it really saves the, the individual that much money. So whatever. Next question is, is flying the new bus ride? I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, do you mean are planes going to be as cost efficient as bus rides? No. I'm not sure what you're asking, so I'm not sure if I can answer the question. Okay, Kyle. Um got a couple more here and you're getting a little ridiculous now. Next one is what is your flavor? Uh, I would say blue raspberries by flavor because it's a totally man-made flavor. It's made in a science lab somewhere. And from what I hear, rumor, uh, the actual flavor, some of the flavoring comes from beaver anal gland secretion. So uh, I don't have any science to back that up and I'm not going to tell you to go look it up because I've never looked it up, but I've heard it from John Barnhouse, who is also a Downers Club member and a good friend of mine. Uh, he always reminds me where that flavor comes from. I don't know why or how they came up with that. And yeah, go look it up if you want to, but I'm not going to because I don't want them to ruin my favorite flavor, which is blue raspberry. Okay, next one from Kyle. Are aliens real? Are they sentient slash intelligent? Short answer right now and at this time in my life, no, I don't think aliens are real. And I'm sure I'm going to get into that on an episode in the very near future. So I don't want to dig into that too much. But short answer, no, I don't think they are. So moving on. Uh, Casey Gallenberger asks another question. What is something you wanted in life that you've given up on? Uh, the only thing that comes to mind that I've quote unquote given up on is... Being a professional musician, I mean, that was certainly an aspiration of mine when I was younger, doing the whole touring thing and living this life of lavishness and being signed to a label and all the stuff that they tell you it is. 
Uh, I'm not disappointed that I haven't done that and likely never will do that. It's honestly not something that I'm even interested in anymore because I worked in the music industry. I saw all the crap that you have to go through to get to that point and how much crap you still have to take after that point. I, I don't think it's worth it to me. It's not what I feel like I'm supposed to do, and I'm okay with that. I'm going to continue making music because I love making music, and even if nobody listens to it, I'll still make it, and I'll still put it out there, and that's really all that matters to me in the music stuff right now. I, I make it for my own pleasure, and if if anybody else likes it, fantastic. So that's something that I've given up on, but only because I grew up and realized what reality is, and it's something that I'm totally okay with, quote-unquote, giving up on. Uh, Luke Krantz asks, East Coast versus West Coast, 90s rap slash hip-hop. Um, I'll be honest with you, Luke. I never got into 90s rap and hip-hop. <laughs> Not until watching, like, the new films about Tupac and Biggie and documentaries and all these different things did I even know really anything about them. Uh, in the 90s, I was still under my parents' supervision, and they wouldn't have allowed me to listen to them anyway, and it's not just, it's just not something that I ever went back and really got into. Both? Great, sure, I don't know. Uh, both, <laughs> I kind of feel are dated, and they don't, they don't speak to me now in my time in life, so... I'm not a huge fan of either, I'll be totally honest, and you'll, I'm sure, hate me for saying so. No disrespect to the legends or the guys that paved the way for future artists, absolutely, they're great, uh, but that stuff just never spoke to me personally. Okay, next question. Eric Tates asks, was your media business started out of genuine desire for entrepreneurship, or was it merely a rebellion towards a more culturally standard, aka boring, working class job? I would say certainly more so the latter. Uh, I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. I never aspired to be a businessman, quote unquote. I certainly, by my use of air quotes, you can see, I, I still don't consider myself a businessman by any stretch. Um, I just realized that I have the ability and a passion for a thing that people actually want to pay money for, which is videography and graphic design, that type of thing. Um, I was working at a machine shop, and yeah, I got to the point where, well, I never felt like, <laughs> this is my career, this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. I always thought, there's going to be something else, something else that I'll figure out in time, and I didn't even think that it would happen as fast as it did, but I was blessed enough to realize that it's a commodity that people want to pay for, and I took advantage of that. It was hard to make the jump from one to the other. It was a weird hurdle and an awkward time to do so, but absolutely, it's more just uh, I never saw myself working for the man for the rest of my life, and th there's a good chance that I'll end up doing working for the man again. Who knows where society will go and the economy will go and where I'll end up, uh, which I'll deal with as it comes, but for now, I'm very happy and blessed to uh, be doing what I do. So next question is also from Eric. He asks, uh, also, what is your favorite genre of meme? <sighs> Eric, I'm not a, a Reddit guy. I'm not even a big social media guy outside of the systems down forum. And as much as I have to be, um, I don't even know what that means. Uh, genre of meme. <sighs> Gosh, I'm old. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the different genres. So, I can't even answer that question. So, we'll move on. John Schweppe asks, 
Why are you the way you choose to be? <laughs> what does that mean? That's so uh, shallow and deep at the same time. <laughs> Why am I the way I choose to be? I'll say, uh, because John, I know you're a man of faith as well. I'll just say, God made me this way. He made me the way that I choose to be. <laughs> so if you don't like me, then blame God. I don't know. That's, that's a nothing answer. Hey, Dan Smots here. I'm taking a second to interrupt myself talking to talk about myself because, you know, I don't get paid a penny for the hours and hours that I put into creating this show for you guys in your greedy little ears. And I've got a family to feed. To make that happen, I run my own media business called Goulash Media. If you have a need in anything from video production to graphic design to audio production and beyond, you can get it all for a painfully fair price at Goulash Media. In video, I do weddings, music videos, commercials, pageants, plays, etc., etc., etc. For design, I do photo editing, album art, logos, branding, business cards, merchandise, you name it. For audio, I do engineering, production, editing, jingles, and, well, podcasts. So if you've got a media need of any kind, or if you'd just like to give a little something back and help keep my children fed, check out all the endless options at my website, goulashmedia.net. That's goulash, G-O-U-L-A-S-H, media.net, where we cater to the little guy with the big vision. (sighs) Okay. He's got a few more. He asks, uh, global warming, yes or no? I think mostly no. I think if it is, yes, it's it's probably to the most minimal extent that we can't do anything about it and it's not going to affect anybody that we know now or in the future. Does that make us uh, jerks for not caring about it? Uh, no, because we can't guarantee that our species will be alive long enough to see the effects of global warming, in my opinion. Um, no. Mostly, I I don't believe in global warming because all the stuff that has been predicted in the past and said that it's absolutely going to happen has not happened, and there's no signs of it really going to happen. Uh, It's not something that I really like to get into that much because it's it's whatever. Yes, the climate does change. Um, Sometimes we have hotter summers. Sometimes we have colder summers. I don't know what that means. I'm not a scientist. So, okay, Uh, John also asks... Why won't people just let the Donald make America great again? <laughs> Who's stopping him exactly from doing the things that he said? Man, that that's that's a one-on-one question that you and I need to dig into on the Donald. Uh, I don't think he ever was going to make America great again, so I'm not surprised that he hasn't made America great again. I don't even know what that means, really, unless he was actually planning on shrinking the size of government down to the size of a dot, which we know is not the case. So, uh, no comment. Okay. What came first, the chicken or the KFC? Uh, I would have to say since chicken is in the title of KFC, probably the chicken and another nothing question. Thanks, John. Thanks for nothing. Have you ever been so far as decided what to even more look like? (laughs) Oh, I love nonsense questions. Um, obviously I, I have no response to that. What if the system isn't down, but it's actually been up the whole time and it's actually just a really shitty OS? Uh, well, I would say much like Windows 7 or Windows for that matter. (laughs) If the system is garbage and it doesn't function properly, even if it's running and not really functioning then it's down. So the system is down. 
All right, next question. Uh, Nathan Sipes asks, what if System of Down came on the System is Down? What would you discuss? Uh, what would you call the episode? Is the System of a Downs? <laughs> Uh, if the system is, I know this is a stupid throwaway question, but I'm going to give you the most honest answer that I can have. If System of a Down came on, the system is down, I would ask them probably about politics because Serge seems to be huge into politics. I would just pick his brain on politics. Um, there's the most real answer I have. And you, you can't imagine how many times I've had people make that bad joke, uh, even in YouTube comments, um. Uh, I, I commented on somebody's YouTube video and was like, hey, this guy that's in this video clip, do you know the name of him? Can you send me his name? Because I'd like to have him on my show, The System is Down. Something to that effect. And the the guy that posted the video responded with, I don't think this guy is in System of a Down. Was he the guitarist? <laughs> I'm like, screw you, dude. Uh, and it was it was a legitimate question from him. He thought I was saying, who is this guy from System of a Down? Because when I gave my response and said, the system is down, not system of down, he was like, oh, sorry, bro. <sighs> read, people, read. Looks like we've got some good ones here from Nathan Sipes. Uh, Nathan asks, if you had to choose no cats or no alcohol, question mark. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> it depends. Are you asking if one of those could be stripped away from my life right now? Which would I choose? Which is probably the question, or if I had to have lived without them from the beginning of my existence, which would I choose? Of course, either one uh, from the beginning of existence. If I didn't know that it was a thing, then I wouldn't enjoy it as much as I do, but I do very much enjoy both. Uh, cats bring me joy to a very great extent, but it has to be on their terms. So, and it also depends on the cat. Alcohol, really, if I want the effects of alcohol and want to be brought the joys of alcohol, it never lets me down. Um, so I would say if you had to strip something out of my life right now, sad as it may be, I would go with cats because, you know, alcohol, right? All right. Nathan also asks... Uh, if you had to choose, no dogs or no Hitler? <laughs> oh, this is my favorite question so far. Thank you, Nathan. And he's referring to my rant about hating dogs and wanting them to die in the Holocaust in the last Questions and Dancers episode. Uh, so, and this answer is going to get me in trouble no matter what it is, so I'm just going to go for it. Either I hate Jews or I hate dogs. Either way, uh, seems like people like dogs more than Jews these days. So, you know, either way, I'm a bad guy if I answer this question. So, whereas most podcast guys might avoid this question, I'm going to dive in and just go for it. Okay, no dogs or no Hitler. So, dog holocaust or Jew holocaust? Hmm, good question. Well, Hitler was a dog lover. We know that. He had a dog. Um, so, two strikes against him. <laughs> he hated Jews, and he also loved dogs. Lose, lose. I don't like this guy. Um, <laughs> now, the other thing is, Hitler's dead now. Hitler had a time span that he was alive, where... He started wreaking havoc on the world, and then he stopped wreaking havoc on the world. Dogs keep 
wreaking havoc on the world in perpetuity. They never stop. They just keep breeding more canine Hitlers, as I would call them, uh, more scourges of the earth. So, man, that's a tough one. Allow a whole bunch of people to be destroyed for a certain amount of time or allow everybody to live in peaceful harmony without dogs into the future and make a beautiful, better world for our children. <laughs> uh, Hitler stays. Sorry. No dogs. Fuck dogs. <laughs> like I said, no matter what I said, it was going to get me in trouble. So blast away, folks. All right. <laughs> Nathan also asks, uh, you can only watch one movie for the rest of your life. Is it Star Wars Episode One or Saw 3D? <laughs> oh, man. Nathan is a good friend of mine, so he knows that I have a big anger towards Star Wars Episode One because it ruined the franchise. Well, it didn't ruin it, but it ruined it for my childhood. Um, and Saw 3D was the final... <laughs> quote unquote final movie before they restarted it and the Saw franchise which I really enjoyed and it uh, it really destroyed the entire Saw series which was not I mean it was on life support to begin with by the time it got to that point so which one do I like more I would have to say Star Wars Episode 1 because it does have some interesting points, political points, and interesting, man, you're making me, you're making me give episode one compliments, it's better, it's certainly better than Saw 3D, if I had to choose one to watch for the rest of my life, it would absolutely be Star Wars episode one, I'm pretty sure it's longer than Saw 3D, so it'd be more to watch, and man, this is a tough one. Star Wars Episode One, because Star Wars, any Star Wars movie, no matter how bad, is better than Saw 3D. Fact. All right. Uh, if your life had a soundtrack, which album would be the score? You know that this is going to be like an impossible question for me to answer. Honestly, I could probably lay out for you the entire soundtrack to my life if it was like. 12 to 14 song album. I could probably give you the songs, but it's not going to be one album from a band. So rather than boring you with my 14 songs list, uh, that is the soundtrack to my life. I'm just going to tell you what my favorite soundtrack to any movie of all time is. Uh, and it's the Titan AE soundtrack because there's such good songs on there and songs that are so underrated for a movie that was before its time and just fantastic in every aspect. So there's that. And this next batch of questions comes from Forrest Bazat. First question is Monster or Rockstar? Neither. They're all overrated. Um, if I had to choose an energy drink that's going to kill me before my time and Four Loco with caffeine is no longer a thing, then I would say absolutely green amp energy. Still tastes delicious. Um, second would be Red Bull and that's it. Those are the only two energy drinks that I will submit my body to that kind of punishment to stay awake for. He also asks, what is your preferred way to say Christmas? Well, 
I would say, hmm, Christmas. All right. What was your very first experience seeing Star Wars? Hmm, good question. Uh, I grew up in a household where everything that is not Christianity is bad. So if you talk about the Force as though it's a religion, then that is bad. However, eventually, my parents were like, I mean, I can only assume what their thought process was to make them change their mind on that, but maybe they were like, we really want to watch Star Wars because it seems like it's not that big of a deal. Um, so my very first experience watching Star Wars was probably laying on my parents' living room floor when I was, I don't know, uh, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. And yeah, we just watched, it was well after the trilogy was out and we watched them one at a time and my life was changed forever. Next question. How long can you tolerate talking to people since you're an introvert? That really depends. It depends on two factors. The two factors are size of crowd and consumption of alcohol. Take it as it is. It's fact. Um, so if I'm in a big group of people, zero alcohol or anything to loosen me up and make me stop overthinking everything, then maybe five minutes tops, <laughs> maybe, maybe three or 30 seconds. It's hard to say, but... Certainly not an environment that I like to be in on a regular basis. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, let's say one-on-one -on -one or one-on, like, me talking to two other people with no alcohol. I can do that for, I don't know, maybe an hour or so. I don't have any problem with that if they are people that uh, understand me and my sense of humor and my sensibilities and that type of thing. Now, if you put alcohol in the mix, um, I'm not advocating for alcohol, but for me as somebody who is very introverted, uh, it definitely helps. Um, I can be in a big group of people for a couple hours and be fine. I don't prefer to be in big group settings no matter what the situation. I prefer one-on-one -on -one conversations or one-on-small-number conversations, but uh, if I have the alcohol to loosen me up, one-on-one -on -one conversations, I can I can talk for three, four hours, as some of my guests on the show have found out. <laughs> but uh, so there's variables, absolutely. And if you had asked me this question before, I worked in the audio recording field that I did. I had to really force myself outside of my shell in that. Um, I had to take control of situations with groups of people, which was very, very difficult. And I'm very appreciative of how much it has forced me to get more comfortable in those settings. So, yeah, there's that. What is something that you enjoy doing with your family the most? Absolutely, 100%, definitively, the fact that I get to take my kids to Star Wars premieres is my favorite thing in the whole world <laughs> to do with my family. Um Yes, because it's something that means a lot to me. It's something that they enjoy. It's something that I never thought I would get to do in my lifetime. Because George Lucas said after the prequels that he wasn't going to make any Star Wars movies. Nobody saw it coming that he was going to sell the rights to Disney and they would take it and explode it into this whole new thing. Yeah, that that's my favorite thing to do with my whole family. And it's 
it's because it's something that my whole family really enjoys and I enjoy more than any of them too. <laughs> and it's just really meaningful for me to be able to give my kids the experience that I had as a child going to see the prequels. But instead of seeing the prequels, they can see a Star Wars movie. All right. <laughs> so uh, next question. Why isn't your son practically Dan Jr. at this point? Forrest, if you don't think my son is Dan Jr. at this point, then you probably don't know me as well as you think you do. Because Kale is basically a clone of me when I was a child. Literally. Ask anybody that knew me as a child, and he's like the same. He looks almost the same as I did as a child. He has similar interests. He likes music a lot, and he... I don't say this braggingly, but I've always been able to listen to a song and uh, repeat it verbatim and pick up pitches and keys of songs and stuff like that. And I can ask him, like, what's that song you're singing? And he can sing it in the same key and get all the notes right. And that's that's something that I've always been gifted with. Um, lots of little things. He He does everything almost exactly like I would have done. The things that I did that I remember annoying my parents with and they seemed like normal things when I was a child, those are the things that he's doing now. And guess what? I find it really annoying. <laughs> like if, if we introduce him to a new person and they're like, what's your name? And he gives like a silly, annoying answer that is not true. I remember my parents scolding me for that and now he's doing that. So the good things and the bad things and the in-between things, he is basically me. He's like a tiny clone of me. And Ahava is basically a tiny clone of Kayla. So yeah, the answer to your question is, I think he is, and I'd be interested in hearing why you feel the opposite. Uh, Forrest also asks, were yours and your now wife's feelings for each other mutual while dating? I believe so. If you mean, did we like each other the same amount? Um, yes. I mean, there's a young age in life where you can be easily deceived to think that things are as glowy and flowery as, as you think they are. But um, I think we were both feeling the same at the time. I certainly have always felt like I got the better end of the deal, but uh, she's a very nice and kind and loving person and seems to disagree with that. So, yeah, yeah, I think we were mutually feeling the same way for each other. And the final question comes from Adam Thoreau. He asks, here's a classic. When did you first realize, I'm being lied to, conspiracy-wise? Uh, dates aren't easy for me. I have a terrible memory in general, but I mean, I could certainly rant all day about when I realized that things aren't the way that I was told they were in all of the topics that we generally talk about on this podcast, conspiracies, politics, and religion. I think that there are lies in all of them personally, but as far as conspiracies, um, it's hard to say. I think I probably started digging into the stuff uh, maybe five, six years ago. And even then it was lightly, I haven't been quote unquote woke as long as you might think, but, um, there, yeah, it's, it's hard to say when it really started, but as I've said before on the podcast, probably started my first topic 
that I started digging into was probably 9-11 and then like Sandy Hook and stuff like that and the Boston Marathon. So yeah, it's uh it's been a it's been a fun ride. <laughs> but it hasn't it hasn't been that long, really. So yeah, that concludes questions and answers. Those are all the questions you guys gave me, so that's where this is going to end. If you're unsatisfied with it, then you should have gone to the System is Down forum and submitted a question of your own. Again, you can do so, and you can join that forum, and you can talk to me and us and the whole community of a couple hundred people um, about all these uncomfortable topics by going to tsidpod.com forward slash forum or by going to Facebook and just typing in the system is down forum and clicking to join. And again, if you're a real person, I'll get you in right away. It's a lot of fun. It's very respectful. And it's a lot of times very insightful as well. Uh, Just a lot of different opinions, different topics and things where people are people to people, which I, I love. I love. I can't, I can't stress it enough, but as the ad said at the beginning of the show, the downers club is currently on sale for only four quarters a month, one dollar a month. The Downers Club is our exclusive bonus content. We do a lot of times two, three, four episodes extra a week, and we have an exclusive Facebook group where we chat about some more behind-the-scenes stuff and get a lot of recommendations for things to do on the show. Um, If you want to be a part of that, uh, I've got a lot of plans that I can't really get into yet that I'm planning to do in the future, completely new and strange things and different things that I'm going to offer to the Downers Club first. Um, If you're interested in being a part of the Downers Club, it's not just about what you get, it's about what you give back. It's really helpful and it really supports the show. Got plans to promote the show in different ways and up our game on the gear and things that we use to record and make it just the best listening experience for you, getting the name out there further and getting better interviews with bigger guests and things like that. We're not stopping. We're going to keep growing and everything. So it supports the show and you get something out of it. So go check that out and you can do so by going to tsidpod.com forward slash support and joining the Downers Club today for next to nothing. We also now have merch in an online store a bunch of shirt designs and fun stuff that you can find by going to tsidpod.com forward slash shop. As always, go subscribe to and review the show on iTunes. That is probably the most helpful way that you can support the show because it costs you nothing. It takes you five minutes and it helps us boost our numbers and get the word out there more than you can imagine. Also go like, share, subscribe, all that stuff on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook is fb.com forward slash the system is down and our twitter handle is at tsid pod so go check us out there share it with all your friends all your enemies everybody you love and hate the most and everybody in between and do all that have a happy thanksgiving and i'll see you guys back here first thing next monday with some more uncomfortable content for you until then question everything and staying comfortable thanks this has been a goulash media production goulashmedia.net. This concludes our broadcast day. Click.